Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Welcome back in, everybody, to the early line. Hour number two on a Monday And listen, in hour number one on a Monday morning, we weren't exactly roses and rainbows, but let's kind of assume now that we're going to have some sports. Remember, we have spent the last, you know, month and a half almost, Kevin, right? Going team by team, diving deep into it, understanding their offseason, understanding their futures bets, understanding their draft, figuring out diamonds and fugazis for every team. Who do we want to forget about? Who do we want to make sure we have on our fantasy teams? And, you know, We've done that exercise. You famously have done all 256 games, have records for everybody. And now what I want to do is now that that dust has settled, Mm -hmm. right? And we have a comprehensive picture of your NFC playoffs, of my NFC playoffs. You know, I did the exercise at all as well, not to the extent of Kevin, but I do have my playoff bracket ready to go. And so now with that context, We can double back, Kev, and we can say, ah, yes, what would have been the best playoff yes-no value? What would have been the safest win total to kind of bet? Are there any other uh, prop bets that with this exercise playing out in the way it does, we now believe we can hammer for a coach of the year or an MVP, for example? So starting with that, why don't we, Kev, um, unveil – your playoffs, sure. uh, the four division winners, and then your three wild cards in the seeds of the playoffs. Who you got? So the NFC's division winners were the 49ers in the West. We had the Bucks in the South. The Packers took the North, and the Eagles uh, took the East. Uh, it worked out in a situation where there was one tiebreaker. So I picked 256. Um, I counted it up. I think there's an extra game in there somewhere. I think I got to 257. That's all right. The, the Niners were the one seed, though? But the, the Niners are the one seed. At what record? Did they go like 13 and 3? 12 and 4. At 12 and 4. Then the Eagles and the Bucks shared 11 and 5 records. Um, I believe, and I looked, you know, I went through the NFL. Uh, they both had like the same division record. Yeah. You had the Packers at 11 too, I think. The Packers then I, I pulled down to 10 and 6, and they okay. came fourth. The Eagles through a tiebreaker were second over the Bucks. Uh, and then the Seahawks and the Saints, Seahawks and ha- ahead of the Saints. Uh, and then the Rams were the final team that got in for me to make up my final seven. All right, fair enough. You know, in my seven teams that qualify for the playoffs, I have the Saints as the one seed. Okay. Um, I think they, uh, you know, run the table and get everything at home. My other division winners, and remember, I told you I was high on Seattle. I have them winning the NFC uh, West as a two. I have your Eagles. I'll agree with them winning the NFC East as the three seed. I have a different NFC North champion as you. For me, the Minnesota Vikings get in as the champion. I'm a little bit worried about this. Aaron Rodgers uh, images in his rearview mirror are closer than they appear. Then my three other. Other teams that qualify for the wild card. I agree with you. Tampa should make it in. I have San Francisco making it in, just not as a division champion. So they get in as the sixth seed. And then I have Dallas making it in as well. I think they're going to be real close with Philadelphia in the NFC East. So on its face, where I have Dallas in, you have Green Bay in. I believe otherwise, we the six other teams are the same. Although you have the Rams in. So who do the Rams the Rams are in for who in mind? So Let's, the Rams are in for Dallas, and I have the Packers in okay. for the Vikings. So you have Green Bay and Los Angeles to my Minnesota and Dallas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, with that said, who's still for all of us on the outside looking in, right? Like, neither one of us, listen, the top two teams in the East, one of us had in, right? Philly, Dallas made it. In the North, and remember when we do these exact division order bets from previously, right? In the North, Minnesota, Green Bay, we're not fully leaving them out. In the South, Tampa, New Orleans, we're not leaving them out. In the West, San Fran, Seattle, we're not leaving them out. Who, in your opinion, is on the outside looking in here from, like, our collective uh, capping of the NFC? 
Yeah, so, I mean, we nobody – I think the more, most interesting one is probably the Cardinals, a team that we both like. Neither yeah. one of us were able to find to get their, in their way in there. Um, you know, a team like the Falcons that we've talked about weren't able to get there. Um, and then, you know, you look at it, it's teams that are expected to be closer towards the bottom, the Redskins, the Giants, the Lions, and the Panthers. And I know you and I somewhat differ on, on where we see the Bears – you know, that right. pretty much makes up the group that didn't make it. And the one thing that I always go through when I look through this exercise is kind of where was I? Where, where can you find that surprise team? Are, are they out there somewhere? Right. And I don't know if there's someone that jumps out for you, Dane, from from this list. Yeah, I mean, for me, the surprise would be Arizona. And you said it, the Cardinals. That would be it. I just couldn't fully pull the trigger. Like, I do not have them better than Dallas. You know what I mean? So here's the way I want to ask you. Because you have Green Bay in. I don't. Yeah. I look, though, at Green Bay to not make the playoffs at plus 108. I don't know that I'd want to bet that, though. They're still right there on the line for me, right? Mm. The other team that you have in that I don't is the Los Angeles Rams, and I would be willing to make the bet on those, you know? So for me, you got the Packers in, I understand. You had the Rams in, I'm not so sure. So I'd ask you the same inverse question as it relates to two teams, as it relates to the Minnesota Vikings and as it relates to the Dallas Cowboys, right? So Minnesota, for example, with the yes, no, if you feel that you left them out, it is plus money. It's plus 108 for Minnesota to not make the playoffs. I, and let's just for here assume that you think I'm a reputable person with valid <laughs> thoughts, right? Yeah. So someone with valid thoughts says yes, you say no. Minnesota, are you willing to pull the trigger on a no bet at plus 108? So this Vikings team came in, I think, much lower for me. And, and I, one of the things I learned, and I'm, I actually am very glad that we both went through this exercise in different ways. Because there's two ways to do this exercise. There is to look at these teams glance at the schedule, and kind of pit them where you kind of feel like their rosters are. Yeah. And that, though, to me, is a very valid way to do it. Because when you do what I did, you get caught up in the schedule. All of a sudden now you're like, okay, I need the Vikings to lose to the Jaguars? Like that, I can't see that. And all of a sudden now that's how a lot of favorites stay the favorites, is what I realized through this format. Minnesota, though, came in for me at 8-8. Eight and eight. That's lower than I would have thought. And they're a team that I would label as a bit difficult to pin down. Kirk Cousins last year had some real nice highs and some Kirk Cousinses. Right. How they're going to be able to deal with Stefan Diggs leaving? Again, I, I like their draft. Is is Kevin Stefanski leaving a big deal? You know, that I think I think that's a fair question. To you it must be because they're a playoff team last year, but they're not in your playoffs this year. Yeah, and I, I think one of the things for me is the North as a whole, this is a very, you know, maybe a, a gimmicky type bet. But I'd love a, will the North be a one playoff team right. division bet? I don't know how they price that. If I'm not mistaken, both Minnesota and Green Bay are minus money to be in the postseason. So, I mean, I think it would have to be a reasonable price. I mean, I'm sure it'd still be minus money for them to be a, for them not to be a two playoff team yeah. uh, or two playoff division, but. I, and But it, this is where it also opens up to me, Dan, again, where we try and find those sleepers. Yep. Like, if I were to tell you that somebody other than the Packers or the Vikings wins the North, do you reject that entirely? Yes. Yes, I do. Because you know the way I feel about the Bears, and yeah. I think Matthew Stafford is playing his last season with the Detroit Lions this year. Um, so, like, the, the, the kind of... Uh, Green Bay, Dallas, Minnesota, the Rams. Those are the ones that we kind of had, like you had them or I didn't. And so that's where I think it's interesting. Like, I don't know that I would be comfortable betting Packers not to make the playoffs as mm. I have, you know, because they are those kind of on the fence teams. You don't have Dallas making the playoffs and we know how you feel about the Dallas Cowboys. But listen, if you truly, if this is the way it plays out, that's good money for you, Kev. Plus 205, no for Dallas. So Dallas missed the playoffs because they lost week one to the Rams. That's entirely why they missed the playoffs. Right. Okay. So that's um, a tiebreaker for you there? Yeah. Like that was. For that, like the seven seed? 
Yeah, that was legitimately the difference yep. between them being in the playoffs. They win that game. You both had them, what, nine and seven? or They were both 10 and six. Okay. They were both 10 and six. Like, Dallas is a really good football team that's missing the playoffs here. Um, so that's the, as much as this could look like a slight to Dallas, it's a it's just how this played out for me picking the 256. So you're going to play that plus 205? I mean, I could see it. So I have to tell you this, right? So the same thing that I just said with the North, I ask you with the East, would – could you see someone other than the Eagles or the Cowboys winning this division? No. So to me, so I so for the South, to me, it's Bucks or Saints, no doubt. Even, even though I've got the Rams in the playoffs, it's Niners or Seahawks to me, no doubt. There is something the North is a, di- is a is a is a bit different. And we can expand on that in a bit. But the East to me is is if there was going to be a like jaw-dropping surprise. I think it might come from the NFC East. Wow. And I know that might sound odd, but Dallas finding a way to trip over their own feet feels plausible. The Eagles are already missing their all-pro guard. Yeah. Evidently, these injuries are just not going to be going anywhere. There is I don't know why Dane, I have them going 3 and 13, the both of these two teams at the bottom. Why are you more confident in like the crazy surprise being there like I'll test your theory. Mm-hmm. You're, the, why not the crazy supplies being the Carolina Panthers? I they are plus three eighty to make the playoffs. We've glossed over that division as Bucks Saints, right? But otherwise, when we're in our conversation, you like Matt Rule, you like Joe Brady. You know what I mean? We yeah. talk about Christian McCaffrey. It seems like we talk about Arizona also on some level. We talk about in a generally positive light. Yet, plus 380, you don't have them there, and now you're talking surprises, and you still haven't mentioned them. I think one of the issues that I found, again, is sometimes this will come through a schedule, though, right? So, like, the thing is, like, the Redskins and Giants landed 3-13, and not not because I think that they're terrible. Their schedules are impossible. But conversely, the Eagles and the Cowboys, to me, were two teams that when I went through, I'm like, man, these, there's a lot of coin flips happening here. There's a lot of coin flips happening here. Right. And that's how I also felt with the NFC North. Like, the Bucks were a team. I mean, you saw me go through it, and I had it. Like, yep. they're a th- – them being 11-5 and five is me being conservative with where I could have gone kind of with that record and a lot of that having to do with the schedule. I guess the one thing I would quickly offer you before we hit this break is the Bears of all the teams that missed the playoffs that people are low on. If there was going to be a surprise playoff team, I think it would be the Bears. And I know I'm setting myself up for Nick Foles jokes, but it, again, it has more to do with lack of confidence in the Packers, lack of confidence in the Vikings, mm. and the fact that if that defense can find anything near what they were, Foles is just, to me, such a better quarterback than Trubisky. All right, so, so far here in our NFC projections, we've talked about the people on the outside looking in. We told you how to handle some of the teams that like maybe I had in Kevin Denton or vice versa that were on the fence about. Five of the seven teams in the playoffs, we both have. So let's look at those five teams. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, to the early line right here on SportsGrid. You know, we were going through our NFC picks, right, Kev? And there were four teams that were on one but not the other. Green Bay, Dallas, Minnesota, and the Rams. We talked about the teams that were not on either of our playoff positionings. Let me me kind of ask you the opposite question, right? Mm. Do certain teams that were left out of both of our playoff mix make you more comfortable maybe laying a heavy minus number on a no playoffs? You know, we talk about, say, the Atlanta Falcons, for example. Neither one of us find a way for the Falcons to get into the tournament, right? Mm -hmm. You respect your own thinking. You got now another respected opinion to add to that. Does that make you more comfortable? Because, listen, it's minus 270, the juice, right, for, say, the Falcons to make the playoffs. Minus 310 for the Cardinals. Neither one of us had those guys in. Uh, Minus 178 for the Bears. Neither one of us had those. Minus 550 for the Panthers. You know, and on and on we can go. Minus 310 for the Lions. You know what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. Are you now more comfortable laying heavy wood because you're getting more perspectives resonating with your own? 
I'm trying to find the balance between the Lions and the Cardinals having the exact same price for yes-no playoff bets. One team I had going 8-8, eight and eight, which was the Cardinals. And then the Lions went 4-12. and 12. If the Cardinals played the Lions 10 times, Cardinals would win 7 or 8 of those games. So that right there makes me feel like there's got to be something available to me. But that might Arizona win total seven, Detroit win total six and a half. I got to tell you, I could see myself. I told you last year I played the Lions under. I might be coming back to it. And this might just be a straight up bet against Matt Patricia type of situation. You can get plus money. And I I think you know, and, and one of the things that you you know you had mentioned to me um, is looking at alternate win totals yes. also through this prism. And I pull up you know the Detroit Lions right. It's plus one fifteen. For them to to go under six and a half, that's seven that's and nine. Different. You need to get you need seven and nine to get beat. Right. So I just said I had them four and twelve. Under four and a half is plus four sixty. All right, but six and a half we know. What about five and a half? What's five under five and a half for you? Plus two ten. So here's the thing, and I think this is another thing that this exercise is hopeful for, right? Yeah. The idea of these alternate lines, yeah. Maybe if you're more confident, there's that word again, Kev, about someone not even being as close. You also just said, I'd like to test your theory the other way. You mm. said that you had the Bucks going 11 and 5, and that was conservative yep. for you, right? So I remember you saying that. So now when I look at Tampa, their win total is 9.5. Would you be comfortable pushing it to 10.5 or 11.5? Because, you know, we like the plus money, Kev. We sure do. Listen, the Bucks are a team over 10.5 plus 185, over 11.5 is plus 360. Now, let's see the balance here. Over 12.5 is plus 700. What I want to see is for them to have the best record in the regular season is 11-1, to 1, right? Now, in order for them to have the best record in the league, they need to win 13 games, right? At least. They could win 13 games and still not have the best record in the league. Correct. What would you recommend? 11 to 1 best record in the league plus 700 over 12 and a half. If you're somebody who th thinks that those Remember, are I don't possible. have the Bucks winning the division. I know that. I know that. I know that. I know that. But I'm talking about from a from a value perspective. If if you're high on the Bucks? Yeah. Yeah. Um I'd push it to 10 and a half. I push it to 10 and a half and go over there. Again, you know, I feel differently about this team, but I think you're uh, the Venn diagram, right, of how you win is better, right? Like 11 wins gets it done, 12 wins gets it done, 13 wins gets it done. And quite frankly, I think to actually win that bet and I read the fine print on the best record in the league, what happens if two teams go 13 and three? Do they both get paid out? It said uh, dead heat rules apply if teams finish with the same record. I believe that means it's almost like the bet kind of, it starts to get cut. I don't think it's a push. I think like, so the Ravens and the Chiefs are both plus 420. Yeah, and I so, think then that they kind of like spread it out to – like they cut it in half. So maybe you get paid out as like it was a plus 210 maybe. bet. And one of the things we've said though, and I think you're with me on this, we've seen this like for example when we look at the Super Bowl odds, right? Yeah. How six of the top eight choices are in the NFC, right? You got the Chiefs and the Ravens and then six NFC teams in a row before I think you get to – I think it's New England or Buffalo or Indy. Um so for me, when I'm looking at the best record in the league, mm -hmm. it, it makes me think that the NFC is kind of more of the gauntlet. Yeah. So no, I think an AFC team will have the best record in the league, more specifically Kansas City or Baltimore. And I'm saying that more because when you ask me, do I want to bet the Bucks as the best team in the league or just an inflated alternate win total, I'll go with the win total because in a vacuum, I don't think any NFC team is going to walk away with the best record because I think their schedules on balance are tougher. Uh, quickly, um, first of all, on that note, right? Yeah. Do you think, though, that if the Ravens and the Chiefs are both 13-3, and three, there yeah. will be a tiebreaker between them. I don't, will, it, will it be yes, dead? the one seed in the AFC playoffs, but I'm talking about as it relates to your that's, bet. And that's exactly that, yeah, that's what I'm asking. Is I, I don't think we know. That's if why I said be, read the fine print. I don't yeah, know. And, and it's not there. I, because it's on the same tab, started to look at. What happens if the Bucks, Ravens, and Colts all go 12-4 and four and that's the best record in the league? Yeah, so then I think you'd get like, you, you know, you'd have to start dividing it by threes. I, I, I just don't know. 
So to answer your question, give me the alternate win total. You know, that's the way I think I would do it. I want to ask something quickly because it's it's, it's a tab below and it can kind of apply to what we've gone through. Uh, And it's something we've talked about in the past, but it's a a regular season uh, team go 16 and 0. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to tell you a team's going to go 16 and 0. But 30 to 1 for the Ravens, 20 to 1 for the Chiefs. Right. Right. Now, I might be crazy, but. They have Baltimore favorite in that heads up game, right? Yeah. But that doesn't sound high enough. Like 30 to 1. For the Raven to for to pick the exact team that goes unbeaten, like for for any team to be sixteen and zero is eleven to one. That is the that is what we just talked about for the Bucks to have the best record in the NFL. Wait, it's eleven to one that the Ravens go undefeated. It's eleven to one for any team to go undefeated. It's thirty to one if you if, if you think it's the specifically Ravens, specifically the Chiefs, or yeah. specifically the Ravens. You're telling me it's that it's eleven to one that there'll be an undefeated team this year. Eleven to one that there's going to be an undefeated team this year. Now, is there no bet? Yes, at, it's at minus, crazy minus money. Minus four thousand. I wonder if that's a even balance then. You know, if I wonder if they're doing the implied uh, expected value evenly to get to hundred percent on that because you're right. I think eleven to one that it will happen is way too low. So that means in my mind and definition that the odds they're hanging, the wood you'd have to lay on no is also underrepresented. So maybe even at minus 4,000, it is a good value. You know what I mean? I don't think I'm recommending anybody listening to this to go ahead and do that. But that is by the law of averages, what you are saying. That is weird to me. I agree. That's why I like, I mean, I legitimately don't think I could ever justify putting $20,000 down to win 500 bucks, right. right? Because if you have if you have that much money, the, does the 500 matter enough to you, right? But that's, that is no way that's an appropriate price. There's simply no way. And it almost makes me, though, think then, the other way to look at this, Dane, is, is the idea of a 16-0 and 0 team, like, more on the cards than we're saying? I, I, we've gone through. The Ravens are favored in every single game they're going to play. Here's what I want to know. I think uh, I think you're posing the correct questions. Yeah. Here's the data that I would want to know. The year the Patriots went 16 and 0. Mm-hmm. Before the season started, what were their odds mm-hmm. to win the Super Bowl? That's what I would want to know, right? Because they were going to be such this dominant team, and ultimately were dominant. Were they like? old Golden State Warriors minus money to win the Super Bowl because that's what it would take. When I see Kansas City and Baltimore right now as the favorites to win the Super Bowl, and they're both still 6-1, to 7-1. to one. You know, so the way I'm putting it together, Kevin, is it makes no sense to me that a team is 7-1 and one to win the 7-1 to win the Super Bowl and 30 to 1 to go undefeated. You know what I mean? So that's what, yeah, that like want to go retroactively to the team that did go undefeated and be like, were they minus 200 to win the Super Bowl that year? Because the market or like you're saying has the market in its entirety changes the way they value that sort of thing. That's the way I would look. But I agree, 11 to 1 for any team undefeated this year, I think is uh low. Like even on another way to look at this, the Packers last year were thirteen and three, right? Yeah. Tied for the best record in the NFC. They are twenty to one to have the best record in the league this year. That's the price on the Chiefs to go sixteen and zero. Like I think there should be another zero at the back of the Ravens and the Chiefs numbers. And like uh, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Maybe because that's like a sexy, fun public bet. That it's getting money that it shouldn't have. Well, because That's I looked at thing, it, right? Yeah. Maybe people, the public, are like, "Yo, Patty Mahomes is amazing. They're going sixteen and zero. Yo, Lamar Jackson is unstoppable, and they want to bet that." Remember, these odds are not necessarily what the book thinks will happen, but what will generate the money, right? So, if maybe that bet has been hit a little bit in the off season, yeah. and people are betting it, they got to take it down. You know, the odds, regardless of if it's a smart, smart play or not, that would be the other piece of it. Maybe this is just a public perception kind of bet that is changing the number here. And and on the inverse of this, they do have the 0-16 season, yeah. which is, yes, the team will go 0-16, is just 20-1 to 1 
which then brings the no though to a hundred thousand minus a hundred thousand, yeah, like about or the minus ten thousand. Like, but they the give you taken in. It's they give be. you the Redskins and the Jags as exact I, options. Yeah, I see that. The Jags. So what's more likely, Dane? The Jags to go zero and sixteen, or the Ravens to be sixteen and zero? What do I think is more likely? The Jags to go zero and sixteen. I think is more likely, although I don't think either will happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't think either will happen. Are the you think the Jags are dogs in every single game they play this year? That Thursday night game against the Dolphins, they are they are home dogs to the Dolphins. Single game. So you said they're home to the Dolphins the Thursday night one. I guess they're they're dogs at Cincinnati, right? Yeah, anything on the road has to be an underdog. So at this point, yes, unless they, you know, unless, and you know where I'm going to go with this, unless going into a week where the Jaguars happen to be playing a team, that team sustains massive injuries. Sure. The previous week. Um, other than that, you're right. I think the Miami home, uh, the, the Miami home Thursday night one would be the best chance. Yeah, that's, um, but didn't you also say the Ravens are favored in all 16 games they play this yeah, year? They are. So I don't know that that means they go 16-0, and 0, you know what I mean? Yeah, so no, let's see 100%. this. What we're going to do when we come back, we're going to look at the teams, the five teams we both had in the NFC playoffs, okay? The Niners, the Seahawks, the Eagles, Bucks, the Saints, and the West. You know, we had some teams. How do we bet them? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're watching SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Welcome back in, everybody, to the early line. Kevin and I, we're looking at our NFC playoff picture. We're looking at what that means in some playoff yes-nos. We're looking at alternate lines. As we always say, there's a lot of ways to skin the cat. We were talking about kind of the teams we don't like. Will any team be 16-0, 0-16? But, Kev, there were five teams in the NFC that were in both of our brackets, so I want to discuss them. They were the two contenders out west, Seattle, San Francisco, the two contenders in the south, New Orleans and Tampa, and then the E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. So... With that said, does this improve your confidence, right? Like I look at maybe the yes bets for these guys. Are you into that one? Um, I'll look at some of these teams with their playoff yes, no's. And, you know, they're going to be minus numbers. But are they minus numbers, in essence, that you're comfortable laying the juice on, right? When I look at, for example, Philadelphia, minus 188. We both have them in. When I look at New Orleans, for example, minus 350, but is that a lock for you? When I look at Tampa, you're thinking about even an alternate inflated win total. What about minus 230 to make the playoffs? And on and on we go. I would say Seattle. Seattle's only minus 120 to make the playoffs. Yeah. And you and I both think that is the case. I have them as a division winner. You have them as a playoff team. Minus 120 to make it. I think it's I think it's maybe the best bet on the board. Again, you're laying a minus 120 price. That is like, I mean, that's a money line that's getting bet a little bit before they yeah. got an extra point it's on. Very close to one. That's a, a spread. You know what I mean? Like it's right yeah. there. Seattle is offering you. One of the best players in all of football at the most important position and a proven track record of getting it done. So Maybe the most consistent player in all of football. Maybe. 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 With health considered, that's, yeah, I, I could, I, you could make that argument. Here's what I'll offer you um, with Seattle. Because if you remember, yeah. we, went through their, we went through the whole experiment and I entered it, right? I entered it somewhat cautious and right. still came away with them at 11 and five. Right. There's regression that is likely to come last year, seven to one on the road. Their one record wins two things that go in their favor. Somewhat one, the regression might've hit them last year. 
They ended the season quite miserably. I think they lost like four of their last six games with one of those wins basically coming against Josh McCown. Also, they were four and four at home last year. I realized Hmm. that when I went through the the 11 and five record that I gave them, they were unbeaten at home. Now, take that how you want. Can they be an unbeaten home team? I'd think so. Unless we believe that this this team is not good enough at home, unless you think that's an issue. That home record corrects itself to six and two. Mm-hmm. If there's fans in the state of Washington. Right. And I mean, how much will that even, again, like, what does that matter? This, yeah, that, or, it's always tough for us just to tell. Just the wrenches in there. <laughs> I just think that the opportunity to offer, to offer Russell Wilson at minus 120 is, it's just so valuable. The yeah. only thing that compares is the plus 144 price on Deshaun Watson to make the playoffs. And we're not doing the AFC today, but it's the only thing that compares. And my point is, list your 10 best quarterbacks in the league. Right, right, right. Wilson, he's a top three quarterback no matter, how you, no matter how you skin that cat. He's a top three quarterback in this league. Available to it, minus 120. And if you want to start selling people on a Niners, like, Super Bowl hangover, Yep. Like you can. But I don't even have to. Uh, it's for me, it's not even the hangover. Remember, these teams, I think, had the same record last year, right? Or they almost did because of the last play of the game, mm-hmm. the last play of the game with the tackle on the goal line, right? So they were, uh, whether they had the next, they, if they won week 17, they would have been the one damn seed. You know what I mean? It's not like they are far away. And so I am going so far as to even have them not only that make the playoffs, but I like plus 240 for them to win the division. You know what I mean? When you look at, I had, you know, Philly and Dallas. Okay, fine. The la- You know, Philly's at plus 140. We talk about Minnesota and Green Bay, right? Okay, they're both like co-favorites in essence. Here, when you've heard valid arguments maybe, both ways, you can still get plus 240. That is a value to me. I look at Seattle and Russell Wilson as the MVP. If we both think they're a playoff team, then he's probably in the MVP conversation where he finished second last year in the MVP voting. So yeah, I think Seattle is very, very interesting. Talk to me about the NFC South. We both have the Saints in there, yet you're talking about being conservative for the Bucks. Yeah. How are you betting the Saints? The Saints are. The, I'd be lying if I said I haven't thought about the Saints as a bad karma team. I'd be absolutely lying if I said I haven't thought about just completely wanting to fade them as a whole. I, I think this is another opportunity here, though. Where again, do I have to put the minus for thirty to make the playoffs? Look, if I think they're going to win the division, right? I can get the Bucks at plus money to win that division. And I, and I think that that's an enticing option. And look, the Saints ended up with the same record as the Bucs in, in what I worked out. They were 11-5. and five. The problem is when I moved things around, the Bucs actually swept them. So, again, I told you, things got moved around. Things got a little, you know, I, you know that's what happens when you pick 256. Some wild things sure. will happen. Um, but, yeah, the Bucs swept them. I went 11-5. and five. Like, So think about what that might say. You flip one of those games, and it's right. a 12-4 and four versus a 10-6. and six two-game lead. So any any positive Saints, be, uh, Saints bet more than understand. There's a reason why they're the second favorite to, you know, win the NFC. All right, so any other big nuggets here in the NFC before we go out and play the actual yeah. bracket of the NFC playoffs? What do you got, Kevin? There's, there, there's, there's a couple more things that, that grab Talk my attention. Me. Let, me, let me ask you this. Last year's playoff NFC group. We'll just go off the NFC. Niners win. Niners go 13 and 3, right? Yeah. Packers come in at two. It's the Saints, the Eagles, the Seahawks, and the Vikings. Yeah. What's the surprise team there? Probably the Niners, right? Of last year? Yeah. For the NFC. Yeah. Right? Like sure. the Vikings, the Pat like the rest of the, those teams not those teams being in the playoffs was, I'd say, pretty expected. And the Niners were the team that we could see a leap. Forward. We saw them coming, though, right? Right. Like, yeah. I actually remember talking to someone um, about how I thought Kyle Shanahan was like, had such a good shot at winning coach of the year. And honestly, him not winning it was probably a mistake, to be right. fair, because John Harbaugh getting it for the Ravens, like, Lamar got MVP. I think people don't handle those awards appropriately. Fine. Like, Shanahan would have got my vote. So I look through the teams that we have here, Dane, right? And where's the surprise? Are we being too chalky? And it's not that we're being too chalky, because, again, I would argue to you that five of the six teams were chalky. 
But the surprise was a team that was probably plus money to make the playoffs represented the NFC in the Super Bowl and had the and had the the number one overall seed. So is that something as simple as you know teams that we have on the cusp right now? Maybe like you have the Rams. You have the Rams in there. They're plus one thirty to make it in. So yeah. there's the surprise for me uh, for in your bracket. My bracket is, I think, less so because I, I think we're looking at, you know, you have in the Rams someone who is technically projected to finish third in, in that division yeah. in the playoffs. I don't have any teams like that, right? A third place projected team to be in. I wanted to so bad with Arizona, but I couldn't stomach having them over, say, Dallas, which is what it would have been for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I don't have a third place team. I do in the AFC have a third place team making the playoffs in the form of the Pittsburgh Steelers, in my opinion. But I think that's where it comes to. You have a third place team making it. I do not. And so yeah. then we're talking about the teams that are projected to finish first and second in their divisions. And that's where you get the de facto chalk. And this is where for me, again, I'm so the one thing we did have in common while not having something in common was we thought the North was a one playoff yeah. division. And we had different teams, which means like I see a world where the Vikings aren't that great. You see a world where the Packers aren't that great. And it's why I offer you the Bears as a surprise team because the rest of that division does lack some inspiration. And that's why I would offer you the bears. Now, again, I know I'm basically asking you to tell me a team that you don't think is good enough to be in the playoffs that can like surprise people. But that's what, that's what I'm kind of offering with the bears. So, you know, I told you Arizona. Yeah. If I had to go one other one, Mm-hmm. Give me the Atlanta Falcons. Give me the Atlanta Falcons like because their offense has the horses. We know about that already, right? Oh. And then remember, I think it was like in week 11 last year when Raheem Morris went over to the defensive side of the ball as a coach, and they changed. They got better, right? And is there a universe where Todd Gurley can sack up and be better than like Freeman was last year there and Julio can perform? There's a there's an MVP, a former MVP at quarterback, right? For them, it was clearly the defense that needs to get better, and there were signs that they did get better um, with the coaching change and with some of the things they did in the draft and in the off season. So, I mean, I, again, though, I don't buy it, right? Mm-hmm. It's a team. You're asking me to make a case for a team that I don't right. fundamentally believe right. in the case, Wait. but Atlanta would be one uh, that would be more of a surprise. Cause I said, I could see green Bay, not a surprise. I've said, Arizona, there are a hot, sexy pick of a lot of team people this yeah. year. Go. So give me Atlanta as that one, because I know there's a path for them to being one of the best offenses in the league. Yeah. I think for me, if I had to throw you a long shot that I don't believe, I think of all the teams we went through, Dane, the one team that I was like, man, this is a this is an interesting group here. It is Washington. They went three and thirteen in my projections, but they have two things that are coming in for them that are really hard for us to handicap. Ron Rivera is now in. And that's not to say that Jay Gruden is necessarily a bad coach that he's replacing, but he can lift the tide of where they are defensively. And he is in of himself has been a model of inconsistency, but that means he is due for a good season. And it's also Dwayne Haskins being good. Now, again, where you want to land on the Dwayne Haskins meter is it's to each his own. But I liked him coming out of school. I thought he had a couple of good games that closed out the season. And I think that he could surprise people. A plus 650 dart throw. I could see myself maybe doing it. That way I can brag about it. That's right. But remember, you're doing these things just so you could brag about it instead of what you actually think will happen. We'll look at the teams you actually think are in the NFC playoffs and we will crown an NFC champion. We're playing out Kevin's season, even though I'm a little bit concerned that it may not happen. We're going to play it out right here as we close out another edition. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in right here on the early line, giving you the edge on SportsGrid. Kevin and I going deep into the NFC playoffs. We've played it out. We know who's in, who's out in Kevin's version, who's in, who's out in my version. How do you play it? Maybe that means there is value on some of the yes-nos. Maybe there's value on alternate lines, right? And we're also now looking at the teams we do have in. Let's play it out and crown an NFC champion. I'd also wonder, Kevin, if it plays out in the way you think Will an NFC player win the MVP award? Will an NFC coach win the coach of the year award? So we'll talk about that at the end as well. But remember, Kev, seven teams qualify for the playoffs. And so the one seed for you is the Niners. They are the only team who gets the bye. So in what I think is going to be an amazing round of wild card weekend, there are going to be these three games for you in the wild card. You're going to have the Eagles take on the Rams, the Bucks take on the Saints in a divisional matchup, and the Packers take on the Seahawks in Lambeau Field. Do any of the lower seeds pull the upset on the road here? Yeah, we do see, for me, I've got the Saints beating the Bucks. Now, this is where a Saints fan might be annoyed with me because I had the Bucks beat them twice and win the division. Right. But I can't pick the Bucks to beat them a third time. This is where this, the tiebreakers that I kind of had to uh, you know, put in here worked against the the Bucks in this scenario. Had they just been able to, you know, be the two seed? And again, maybe I messed up the tiebreakers, but I had to go through, like, common opponents. You've done like, yeoman's work on this, Kevin. Yeah, Don't yeah, worry yeah. about it. Um, but if the Bucks had been able to be the two seed, I think it's a very different outcome for them. But I got the Saints upset in the Bucks, the Eagles handling the Rams. Packers, Seahawks, I went back and forth on, okay. back and forth on, back and forth on. I ended up giving it to the Packers. I don't. I still don't know. No, I hear you. That's an up in the air kind of game. Yeah. You taking Seattle with the points in that matchup, Seattle right? Because if they're going to Green Bay, they're probably favor uh, dogs by. Yeah. If they are dogs between three and seven points, will you take the points? Last year, I don't remember what that spread was, but the Packers didn't. The Packers handle them a little bit in that game. I think it got closer ish, mm-hmm. maybe towards the end. Maybe because that's what um, Russell Wilson I'd have to does. Go back and check. But yeah, look. I, I think right. I, I could see myself taking the points in that scenario. And it's a big game because I'll say as we peel through to the next round, yeah. right, my one seeds are going to automatically be in the conference championship game. The bye has mattered so much, even more so now. much in the playoffs that it's almost hard not to just put it a one versus one. But I think – Almost automatically, I will have that one seed. I mean, also because that means you think the one seed is a really, really good football team. I'll almost automatically have that one seed advancing. And again, I mean, that's why when you go through the bracket, the seeding does matter. You mean them winning that one home division game? Yeah, to at least getting to the conference championship. Um, But I got to say, even before we, we pick through these games, the 17 playoff format, we'll see. Does it favor the bye too much? And maybe it's a little. The matchups look awesome. Yeah. They do. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm extra excited for this NFL season, but like <laughs> the matchups, like Eagles you Rams. Start for sports, Kevin, for a while. Maybe that's part of it. And maybe that's what it is, because I am hungry right now. That's a that is a true statement. Um, but Eagles, Rams, Bucks, Saints, and Packers, Seahawks to get us jumped off. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds good. So then in the next round, you would have the Packers going to the scene of the crime from last year, the NFC Championship game last year, Green Bay going to San Francisco, but this no, time in the divisional the round. Six. And you would have, what's that? No, the Saints are six, so the Saints have to go to the Niners. And oh, the do Packers they get to go to Philly. The NFL reseeds? Yeah. Yeah, they don't bracket it. It's lowest seed moves on. That I didn't change you. this year also oh. with the one seed? Oh, unless they changed the rule and I totally missed it, but I don't think uh-huh. I did. Okay, so we'll go with that way. My bad. I thought um, I thought it was a straight bracket. Let me think. Because Tennessee as the sixth seed won and then went to Baltimore the one seed, right? Yeah. They were the lowest. Yeah, okay, fine. You're right. Um, so I digress. It would be Saints-Niners and then Eagles-Packers for you in the divisional matchup. Yeah. 
And I did give the Niners Saints a bit more, you know, uh, thought because the Saints actually did lose to the Niners for me in a regular season pick. But I just think that bye week matters too much. Uh, Eagles-Packers, another good one. Uh, ironically enough, the Eagles uh, will have played both the Packers and the Seahawks. Either mm-hmm. way, they would have been seeing a team they had already seen. Uh, but they had lost to the Packers in Green Bay. I think Philly getting to be home again in, in this uh, playout advances them as well. And, you know, we see the one and two. Uh, making it to the conference championship. All right, so Kevin, your NFC championship game, and this is where I like to lock people in. When I do fantasy freestyle, I give out my AFC championship, my NFC championship, and then ultimately the Super Bowl and the champion. So you have a San Francisco Philly NFC championship game, correct? Yeah, and, and right. I think for me, those are two of the best teams in football. And I know how people are going to look at the Philly stuff, but I think throughout this process, I've done a pretty nice job putting a bias to side. So I don't disagree with you. I have the Saints as that one seed. My 4-5 matchup is the NFC North champion Vikings against the number one wild card Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. I have the Bay Buccaneers pulling an upset and advancing over Minnesota, okay? Then my other wild card matchups are the two seed NFC West division champion Seattle Seahawks hosting the Dallas Cowboys as the seven seed. I have Seattle. Moving on. Then in what is the 3-6 matchup, I have the NFC East champion three-seed Philadelphia Eagles taking on a wild-card six-seed San Francisco 49ers, and I have the Niners pulling an upset in this one. So I have as my final four in the NFC two teams from the West and two teams from the South. I've got the Saints and the Bucks. I've got the Seahawks and the Niners. Then, because of that reseeding, right, I would ultimately have the one play the six San Francisco. Saints, Niners. I'm going to have the Saints move on. In New Orleans, remember, that was the 45-42 game last year when you you said something about just bad karma for the Saints. I'm going to take a slightly opposite look. Like the last three seasons, they had crushing losses in the playoffs. The Diggs, the Pats. The Kyle Rudolph action. I think the uh, the gods turn to them this year. Okay, so I have the Saints over the Niners, and then I have Seattle and Tampa in Fun the game. other one. I'm going to give this one to the Seattle Seahawks. So for me, my NFC championship is New Orleans, mm. Seattle. Your NFC championship is Philly, San Francisco. I mean, we're talking about... Four quality teams yeah. with good coaches on both sides of the ball. I'll give it to you. Who's your NFC champion, Kev? Uh, before we get there, I wanted to ask you, when you as you went through the, the playoff bracket like exercise and picking these things, at any point did you find yourself thinking of like, oh, this is just a better team, where it was like, oh, that's a bad matchup kind of situation, like, or oh, like that team doesn't have the pedigree to get through that team type of situation yeah um my tampa upset over minnesota that comes in the good old kirk cousins narrative and the good old tom brady narrative Mm -hmm. was in play for that kind of upset yes is the answer to your question absolutely who's your nfc champ so the thing is it's a no it's a touch regardless no it's a touch situation (laughs) i'm either putting in last year's nfc champion right or your team or my team Right. Genuinely, I think this would be a tremendous matchup. I still believe that the Eagles are loaded. The Niners being 12 and four, some was schedule, some was them being great. Ultimately, them being home, the bye week has mattered so much, Dane, in years past. I w- and, and again, I know they're not coming off of a bye here, but they right. had that they had that one week reset i've pushed myself to put the niners into the playoffs i will say this though into the super bowl into the super bowl excuse me into the super bowl i will i will say i i one of the things i came away with from the nfc is that there's a lot of super bowl contenders i think i i I really believe that like i think those six teams and and maybe the maybe the packers are out of it but it's aaron Rodgers, and if they're as good as maybe if they're as hot as they can get I I think we're looking at six teams, 
By the way, I mean, I left out a Cowboys team that I still think if they get everything right. I left out Aaron Rodgers. Right. (laughs) You know, I would argue, I would tell you that you can make a sound argument seven to eight teams in the NFC to win, to at least make the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's why, Kevin, remember, we talked about this before with the 16-0, and 0, and I was like, it ain't going to be an NFC team, yeah. right? And I said that same exact thing when we talked about the Super Bowl odds, and that's why the Chiefs and the Ravens are the favorite, and then you have six or seven NFC teams in a row before you get to, it's six, you get six in a row before you get to the next AFC choice, which is the Patriots at 23-1, to 1, you know, you get quite frankly, the teams we were just talking about, right? You know, those are the teams, you know, you're, the Niners are in there for you. The Eagles are in there for you. The Seahawks are in there for you. The Saints are in there for you. That's the four teams we have in the NFC title game. So yes, I agree with you. I will co-sign that larger picture concept. What I'll say, my NFC champion I just think they've got banged out with unlucky calls three years in a row. I think Drew Brees saved himself from it going left. I also believe this is the final year of Drew Brees' career, and I think they get it done getting into the Super Bowl at least. I'm going to consider as of now, with three months still to go, (laughs) I'm going to call the New Orleans Saints. My NFC champion, you are calling the San Francisco 49ers your NFC champion over the Eagles in the NFC championship game. I have them over the Seahawks in the NFC championship game. We don't have that much time left. Do we even have a minute? I want to know if this plays out. Who do you now like for MVP or coach of the year because of this? I think I think we could even do ourselves a nice little award show. But I've but I what we've we've talked about how seeding can really, really matter in these type of scenarios. And I will take from your bracket, if the Saints have the number one seed in his final year, yeah, he sure does have a chance. The emotion of it all. I think, I think he's absolutely got a chance if it gets to that point. The other one that I will offer to you, um, and again, I think we should do a whole big blown out award Yeah, show. we could do that. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll run to talks. No, I won't. Um, there's a stretch. You can all look through that Packers schedule. They will be favored in like eight games in a row to end that season. Again, winning eight consecutive is a lot, but there's an opportunity there for him to finish on a ridiculous stretch to close out that season and get himself kind of in that MVP. And if that happens, because this is the other thing, Dan, that is a little bit difficult to kind of with, with all of this is we don't necessarily know who's hot, who's cold. Who's that's on true. fire when they get here? Who had so, an injury in week 14? Oh, yeah. And then that's and that's where the whole thing gets blown up. For you, if let's tell you, if your thing comes into place and the San Francisco 49ers resist the hangover and are again the one seed, and what you just said, remember last year he didn't win the award when you thought he should have, then Kyle Shanahan with a new extension could be the coach of the year, in my opinion. We'll do this again for the AFC tomorrow, and maybe we'll have a brighter outlook because of some moving news with these leagues potentially coming back to play. For my man, Kevin Walsh, I am merely Dane Martinez. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.